Hello, hello, it's me again. It's Julie, and I never know how to start these things. I like always want to go, all right, all right, and that's like a little too Matthew McConaughey for me. He's a smarmy dude, if you ask me, but um, yeah, hello. I'm just realizing you guys are probably just hanging just by your fingernails, wondering, did Julie finish the project? So I just wanted to get back to you and let you know that, yes, Julie painted her sunroom. Isn't that amazing? So freaking cool. Not really. Like, like you guys could give a hoo-ha. All right. Anyway, um, working through my projects in my house. I just was coming in with all my drinks off the front porch. I was going to record this on the front porch, but then I realized that my kid is hunkering down in the uh, bedroom with the AC, and that would be blaring in your ears, and you'd hear that a lot more so. So I'm not doing that. So I was walking through and my front door, one of the other projects that I that I just completed uh, a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, I don't know. I lose all track of time now, especially since COVID. But um, yeah, the, the, I now have an attack front door and uh, we now have a love-hate relationship with it while it now locks. It also only gives you a a split second in order to get through it. So if your arms are loaded, yeah, you guys really needed to know this. I know. All right. Anyway, why am I here? Why am I talking to you? All right. Today, um, there's been a, a something or other in my head, a visual thinking about feelings and how to approach it. And so this is kind of a meditation, a visual, an exploration, something that you can, um, a mental exercise that you can get yourself through that will help to give you more clarity about your own feelings. And I was thinking about the words emotions versus feelings. And I don't really know exactly what the difference is, but the way I see it is we all have all the emotions. And you can list them all out in whatever way, shape, or form. But we only feel so many of those. So here's the exercise. I want you to imagine uh, imagine a house. doesn't matter how big, how small. It doesn't matter if you live in it. It doesn't matter if it's imaginary. Um, it, like whatever house image pops into your mind when I say imagine a house, that's the one. Start there. And want you to imagine the rooms in it, how many there are. Give it as much detail as possible. How many floors are there? Is there one floor, there two floors, three floors, more floors? Um, Basement level, attic level, back recesses of it, you know, the front of it. I want you to give it as much detail as possible. And don't worry about the detail right now because this is gonna be something that you can work with periodically and keep revisiting and keep changing. So I want you to look at the biggest room and notice the belongings that are in it. Notice the the decor, notice little things. Is there anything in there? Is there, is it empty? Is it full? Is it overly full? And if so, what are the objects that are there? Are there doors? Is it just a wide open concept type of room? How does this appear? Now, Julie, what does this have to do with feelings? Okay, 
What this has to do with feelings is this is a way into your subconscious. This is a way around our mind. And I am talking from a professional level of overthinking. And I am what you would call a recovering overthinker. I still have to wrestle with it a lot. Um, Not nearly as much as I used to. But this is a way around when somebody asks you a question and it's kind of amorphous or you don't know how to grab hold of it. When somebody says, how are you feeling? What are you feeling? A lot of people will freeze. I don't know. And then boom, right there. Like that's one of, that's one of the things they might get angry, might get defensive, might, there's a lot of reactionary responses to that, which is also one of the rooms in this house. So your room of anger, how big is it? Are you often putting stuff in that room? Is anybody allowed to come into that room? Is nobody allowed to come into that room? Is that the only room that everybody's allowed into? Um, Where is your room of love? Where's your room of happiness, of sadness, of grief? All of these things are a room in this house. And I want you to notice the doors in particular. Are there walls? Are there doors? Is the door large? Is the door small? Is the door locked? What's going on with the doors? Because the ultimate deal with this visual is you're going to start to add people into this visual. So the ones that are closest to you, if you've got family nearby, you know, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, your um, neighbors, the co-workers, like anybody who's in, in here, you get to imagine the room, whatever the emotion is that you're dealing with, and then imagine them at the door of that room. Do you want them in there? Do you not want them in there? Are they able to get in there? If there's a door, if it's locked, are they knocking to get in? Let's say this is the the door of love, the room of love. Are they knocking to get in? Are they out there trying to give you love and you've got the door locked? And a lot of you might just be going, oh, wait, oh, wow. Yeah, my door was locked. Didn't know that. This is what I mean by it's a way around the mind. These images that come up are exactly right. They are exactly the answer. So you might have a door of love that is in the wide open concept where there are no doors. There's no closing it. There's no opening it. There, It's just open all the time. And you might find that other people's stuff is sitting in that room. And maybe you need to create a door where there wasn't one. You might find that more often than not, people have locked the door. And for 
valid reasons. I'm not going to say good reasons because nobody really wants to lock the door to love, but that's what we do from our life experience. Somebody hurt us, many people hurt us, so we say, that's it, door closed, locked, see ya. The one thing about these rooms and if the doors are locked is that the only way that they can be unlocked is from the inside. The only person that lives on the inside of this house 100% of the time is you. So if you, in your visual, you are seeing somebody who's knocking at that door and the door is closed and locked, maybe barricaded, who knows, you are the only one that can undo that. So let's say you do find that it's locked and it's barricaded. Do not punish yourself for that. Just notice, okay, there it is. Then start asking questions. And this is kind of what was coming up to me too, is I was getting a lot of um, kid images and bear with me here. I'm going it, to, it's going to seem like a tangent, but I'll bring it back around. I promise. So the kid, kids, like I, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Kids are ingenious. They are, the reason they are ingenious is because they're natural. They're not, their ego hasn't gotten to them yet. They haven't been conditioned to think another way. Like, does somebody approve? Is this okay? They haven't been injured. They are at their natural state. So kids are curious and they want to explore their world. And so imagine a child in, in a play space, in a, their room, a room in, in this house, whatever. There's blocks and toys and Legos and, and GI Joes or, you know, um, board games and all kinds of stuff. And they're like, oh, I want to do this. And each time they get into something, then, then they go, okay, all right, now that I've played with this, now I'm going to go over and I'm going to play with this. And, and then at the end of the day, they step out of that room and you go and you look at it and it's a disaster area because all of those things have been played with. And that kid has a smile on his face, but then mom says, you got to clean that space up. And go, no, I don't want to clean that up. That's like, that's no fun. Maybe you have a fun mom. Maybe you don't. More of us didn't than not. Mom, that's not a hit on you. Um, you, need to clean that up because now you can't play in the space because it's all filled up and you needed to, to put it away. So maybe the mom does something to make cleaning up fun and makes it a game somehow. Maybe it's just a flat out mom is plum tuckered and she's on the couch going, just please clean it up. And Maybe the kid does clean yeah, a little bit of it. So now it's not clean, but it's been attempted. And now the 
temperaments are rising and things are getting stickier and we've all been there receiving or giving that so what is all of that in terms of what the analogy that i'm using if this is your room of feelings and you are that kid and you're playing in that and you've had all that fun and you've all that curiosity and imagination was lit on fire sometimes that's a great thing to release it most times it is um just just for the sake of releasing it for no other quote-unquote purpose but when um my kids walking in as i'm as i'm recording this um as as you sorry distraction okay so as you are unpacking those playful things the 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 toys the games all of that we get locked in as adults we think there's a conditioning there has to be a purpose to our play a kid just plays for the sake of playing now you've got all this blasted out in there and now you know that you have to put it back into order as an adult you know that more than as a kid and sometimes as a kid you know that because it's like okay in order for me to get this image the next image of the next level of play that i want to do i need that thing that i was playing with earlier in the day that's now buried at the bottom of this pile and now they start digging through and they can't find it and there's frustration and other things are are mounting so that cleanup is kind of necessary to know where to where to find it okay again what's with the cleanup julie what's what's happening here the cleanup is our emotions we do play but then we learn that play needs to be structured and we're told the play needs to be purposeful and you need to do this with the play and you need to do that with your level of play and there's only this much imagination that's allowed and this is the type of um, section that you want to go to the other ones well that's more of a rainy day type of play or whatever formula your particular life has led you to what happens if you need to get to that closet there's something in that closet and here's what happens and I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes about the cleaning up and how it it is necessary, it's helpful, it's useful, it's, um, it's a way that we structure our lives. And the chaos, the lack of cleaning up, is, is as important and telling of your internal structure as is a very organized and very clean structure. It just says, something about your conditioning we don't know exactly what it says it could say that this is a personal value it could say that that's was a familial value the family needs this to be done are you able to explore your world the way you want to explore it all right so when you clean up let's say this kid doesn't clean up but then mom says all right if you clean up, there's something 
I put a surprise in that closet and now you can't get to the closet. And it's a big surprise and it's a surprise for the entire family. And I goes, what? What do you mean? Well, if you can't clean up the room, you can't find it and then the whole family's gonna miss out. And now the kid's like, wait, what? What's in the closet? And now he's just digging to get to the closet, but he can't get to the closet because there's just too much stuff in the way. Maybe it was, maybe as he cleaned up, he found 20 bucks in a pair of pants that his grandma had slipped in there. And that would have been a great prize. And maybe there was something else like this, this questionable surprise. What is it? What's there? It might've been tickets to the circus that mom put there. And now they're not gonna be able to go. But I'm using this as an analogy. Obviously, we don't know what is gonna come of it. But with the cleaning up, if these are our emotions, if this is our play, and we get in there and we start doing things, sometimes in that play, we can get too into it. And we can get too excited and that happens. You, we have to go out of balance in order to know what imbalance is. So maybe you're like really jazzed about this army game you're in and you start launching grenades and they're like blocks and stuff across the room. And mom walks in just as you launched that grenade and <clears throat> hits her right in the head. You didn't mean to, but that can happen. And so what do you do about that as a kid? Because immediately there's gonna be shame. Oh my God, I feel bad. I'm sorry I did that. Now mom knows that you didn't mean to do that, but did it hurt her? Probably. I mean, anybody who's gotten blocked to the head knows that hurts. So how do you clean that up? when it was unintentional, but here's your emotions, here's your level of play all out there, and somebody else gets hit. This is what it means to be an adult, is learning how to clean up those messes, is going back in and saying, hey, mom, I'm sorry, you know, oh. And sometimes that's all it is, that's all you need to do. And she might just say, I know you didn't mean it, just give me a hug, it'll be okay. And most times that's all it takes. But what happens if you don't say, I'm sorry? What happens if you don't clean up the blocks and all, all of the things that you've been playing with? It starts to mount and that child ends up getting kind of blocked into the corner of his own room. So these are Maybe, maybe not the best analogies. Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Something to work with anyway. Something to think about. Have you been launching grenades into people's, you know, playful grenades, not intended to harm anybody, but maybe they, they did get harmed. Maybe you got harmed. Maybe you did something and you stood up on a quick Ottoman, you know, jump and you twisted just the wrong way and you fell and collapsed. Who knows what happened? 
But did you, when you fell, did you slam yourself again and say, you dummy, you shouldn't have done that. I can't believe you just fell like that. Everybody knows you don't jump and fall like that. Or did you say, woof, ow, ouch, okay. Let me show myself some compassion. Not that a kid is gonna be saying that to themselves, but you get where I'm going. It's really important to take care of yourself, your feelings, your level of play. And also when others get involved in your level of play, consciously or unconsciously, purposefully or accidentally, go back, circle back, clean it up because we don't know what's in that closet. And if you can clean that up, there might be some amazing things that happen because of how you come back. And I don't want to overshare. There's other people. Um, So anyway, sorry. It doesn't matter how long it's been. It matters that you come back at it. It really does matter. It doesn't matter if you come back at it perfectly. It matters that you come back at it. Do what is still moving forward and that you can attain. If it's a text message, if it's an email, if it's a handwritten letter, if it's a, um, you know, I don't know, send, send an edible arrangement. If it's, you know, hey, can we have a discussion? I feel like I might have flubbed this up at this point or, and, or I know I did because we're no longer in contact or, um, you know, whatever it is. Circle back. Use your house of emotions. And as I said, I, the, the difference between the emotions and the feelings. I feel like feelings are the ones we get out and we dust off. Those are the ones that we use on a regular basis, the ones we actually feel. Emotions are just the list. That's the possibility. Kind of like going into the grocery store. You've got all the things at the grocery store, but you don't need all the things right now anyway. And so those are all the emotions. But the feelings, I feel, are the ones that we engage with on a regular basis. Are you recycling the same feelings over and over and over and over? Because that signals that you haven't cleaned up that room. Go into the other feelings. What's happening? Uh, I find exercise is a great way to get into your body, get out, it gets you out of your mind. And then those emotions can rise up because we've all trapped emotions down there, deep, deep down. Things we thought, oh, hey, I've dealt with that. No, you actually hadn't dealt with it. You just pushed it off and it's kind of like kicking all those toys off to the side it's the it's the dealing and not dealing with it at the same time 
you think you've dealt with it, but you've just pushed it aside. Deal with it. When we deal with it, you can get through. That's, that's the resilience. That's where no bad things are going to stop happening to you. I'm sorry to say that. It's life. We have bad things happen to us. We lose loved ones. We have breakups. We lose jobs. We gain jobs. Like all these, all these things happen in, out, up, down, sideways, backwards. We're all going through life and that's not going to stop ever. But when you deal with your trapped emotions, when you go through your house of feelings, of emotions, and you size it up and see where the cobwebs are forming, where the doors are locked, what's barricaded, what's wide open. And you start to consciously create boundaries for yourself and unlock the doors that you want unlocked and, and close doors where they were once open and clarify everything. When you do this, those tough things in life, are much easier to get through. There's a lightness that occurs when you clean up your emotions. It's a resiliency. It affords us something that we didn't have access to before. And that's why I say our emotions are so important. They are the road signs to our life. And if you keep coming up against stop signs or rocks falling signs, eventually you really can realize that you can take a safer route. You can take a happier route. You can take the scenic route. Oh God, how many times did I hear my parents say, oh, we're taking the scenic route. And my brother and I'd look at each other like, oh God, a two hour drive just turned into a six hour jaunt. But Now I know about the scenic route and scenic route's worth it. Waterfalls and random Yui's we had to bang. If you're not from Massachusetts, when you're banging a Yui, you're making a turnaround. So, whoops, sorry. Dropping stuff. Um, Yeah, so feelings. Go through your house. Imagine your house, what it's built out of. Is it built out of brick? Is it built out of straw? Which construction? You have a yurt. Is there just the one feeling? Thinking about Roy from Ted Lasso. You hurt my feeling. (laughs) Just the one. We've all got a lot more than one even Roy. So figure out what your feelings are by not thinking about them, but by creating this visual for yourself. If you want some help, I can, I'd be more than happy to give you detail. I can walk you through this for your own house and really develop it and have it as a tool in your toolboxes, a way to use, to navigate your day, your life, whatever. I think that's everything. 
So anyway, it's everything for now. And I'm going to leave you in charge of your feelings. Take care.